Hey everyone, welcome to Recovering You. This is a podcast that will take you through a step-by-step guide of what you can expect when you enter into a world of recovery from addictive and compulsive behaviors. You are here to learn how to change, and we are here to give you the tools to get there. Hey, Chase. Hey, everyone at Recovering You. Wait, sorry, sorry. Hold on, hold on. Let me try that again. Hey, Chase. Hey, everyone at Recovering You. I need to speak softer because of what we're talking about today. So we're, we're going to go soft. Chase, welcome welcome back to uh, another recording of Recovering You. It's Dude, it's good to have you here, man. I'm glad to be here, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome well for those of you that were with us last week we talked a little bit about uh hard warrior chemistry um you know the the adrenaline shot to to give you the power to overcome your compulsions and temptations i was i was thinking about it earlier and i was comparing it into my <laughs> head we talked about dancing last time mm-hmm. and i was like okay if you could give hard warrior chemistry a dance what would it be? And the first thing that came to my mind was like crumping, like uh, yeah. <laughs> just like going hard. Yeah, definitely. I, or I like a, what, a, what a come, very intense, if you don't know what crumping is, a very intense hip hop routine type yeah. thing or very intense hip hop style. And then, and then like software chemistry, I don't think it would be as boring as ballet. No offense. Um, <laughs> None taken, <laughs> at, least not, at least not by me. <laughs> um, I think it would be more like kind of contemporary, modern, you know, very flowy. And, yeah, like, yeah. Or, or like the ballroom dances, like waltz. Oh, Mimi's yeah. Waltz, Foxtrot, Tango. Of course, ta- yeah. Tango is a little, little mix between the hard and the soft. So probably. Yeah, I think contemporary one. and modern are also mixed because there can be some really hard weird stuff in yeah. there as well I, you know i'm glad you put the word weird in there <laughs> i love there, contemporary there, yes but there can be some very weird movement yeah I'm a tree yeah. i'm a tree in the wind i'm a tree with tourettes <laughs> <laughs> people are like what are they even talking about i know wait is this a recovery podcast uh because it sounds like like dance analysis 101 um my (laughs) my dance history teacher would be so proud of me right now Um, but no so so we are yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh soft warrior chemistry before we do that though i dude i gotta give a shout out okay give it i i have a heavy heart right now there's there's been a lot going on and in in the past like a couple days ago um we we had some heartache and it's, uh-huh. it's been really difficult to deal with. And it has caused a complete disruption of that emotional homeostasis that I'm used to existing in that, you know, where you can, you can control kind of what you're going through emotionally and everything. And then every once in a while, life will throw this wrench into the gears of your emotional stability and really disrupt the process. And in some ways, it's a good reminder of keeping you on your toes and that you can't just become complacent and allow yourself to relax too much because you never know what's going to happen. So I was really struggling with that. And then one day I get a text from a number I didn't even know. And Mm -hmm. all it said was, hey, Cameron, I just want to let you know I've been listening to your Recovering You podcast every day as part of my personal recovery study, and I've gotten a lot of good insights. It's been helpful in keeping me in keeping this fight at the forefront of my mind. Thanks for what you're doing, man. It's a good work. And I was like, dude, you are so welcome. 
who is this? <laughs> he was like, Maybe they didn't oh. want to be known. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did verify with him. I was like, dude, can I quote you? Because mm-hmm. you don't, I don't think he realized the impact that that text had on me because I was sitting there in surgery, just <clears throat> shattered emotionally. And this comes through and I was like, oh my gosh, I just went from like a level two and really struggling emotionally and starting to, uh, you know, starting to, to really get beaten down by the adversary, like straight to a level zero momentarily. And it, it, it came mm-hmm. on as a hard warrior chemistry that developed into a soft warrior chemistry because I went back and I read it multiple <clears throat> times. Now it, it, this guy, and, and uh, like I said, I, he said, I could quote him. His name's Cabe. And I, I knew him in college and yeah. dude, just, just a solid guy. And it was a very powerful reminder uh, from from the spirit that told me this is why you do what you do yeah Th- this is the purpose that we've given you to learn from the experiences you've had because <laughs> and I've, I've always said this from the beginning if doing this podcast helps to change even just one person's perspective or life and helps them gain the tools they need to recover this whole thing was worth it all the hours, all the editing, all the interviews, all the connection. And I love all that stuff. Like it's not a burden to me, but it's even less of a burden. In fact, it's, it's the opposite of a burden. It lifts me up, especially when I get things like this from, from my, my man Cabe. So yeah. shout out to him and uh, um, you know, just thank you Cabe for turning my week around because it was, it was actually uh, exactly what uh, my spirit ordered at that moment in time. Yeah. Well, it's also an example of software chemistry connecting with another person. Yeah. And uh, I think you and another guy in our uh, recovery group, our Metamoroni recovery group, <clears throat> I had a tough couple of days as well. There's just a number of insane things happened one after another that were kind of unexplainable. But uh, you and I texted you about it and another guy in our recovery group um, and you guys both said some words that were very helpful. And I went back and read them a few times as well. And, you know, those are some simple things that you can do to create that software, your chemistry connection with other, other people, um, you know, but we're also here to help each other along this journey. There's people that want to help you out there. Those that are listening, there's people that are want, that want to help you guys and girls, and there's, there's people that you can help. So be open to that is just my my advice i'm really appreciative that you brought up the uh the meaningful connection with others and when when we talk about meaningful connection one of the most important things we need to look at is the fact that we need to be open to that meaningful connection we have to intentionally enhance connections throughout our day by reaching out to others and allowing time for those who seek to connect with us so when we when we do that and, and what i what i mean when i say that is if you're hanging out with a friend and all of a sudden that kind of serious air comes about the conversation or that they, they, they open up about a hard part of their life or something. Don't, don't awkwardly shy away from that. Don't run away from the opportunity to have that meaningful connection. Be willing to not only be vulnerable and open yourself, but allow people to try to, to trust you to come to when they, when they need to talk about hard times or even good times. I I saw, I saw another little thing today that said, uh, 
we need to be very selective in who we share our good news with. And that's because we're ingrained with this desire to share news with people that are going to be happy for us. Yeah. And so as soon as you become that person that shuts someone down, when they try and be vulnerable or authentic or emotional, they will never come back to you. They They may apologize, you know, and if you, right, right. But, but, and, and it's, but, and it's going to take time to reestablish that trust to where you can be like, dude, I'm, I'm sorry for the way I reacted last time and kind of explain what was going on, but it might still, it might never be the same. So from the get-go, if you have a friend or someone that opens up to you, be that amazing human being that allows them to feel safe and to honestly feel even more enriched by the experience of uh, connecting with you. And and one way to do that is ask them open-ended questions about like, their experience and their what's going on you know and let them talk and then keep things confidential that need to be kept confidential you know and yeah definitely do not go yeah. sharing their story that that is a guaranteed you're out of the friendship circle yep definitely and if you if you all didn't listen to the last episode we're talking about software chemistry um and why kind of what software chemistry is and why it's important is um, just to review, I know you, you probably heard this, but you know, sometimes there's people that haven't listened to the previous episodes is when we're tempted and we're struggling, you know, deviant sex chemicals or just deviant chemicals connected with our addiction come into our bodies and our lives. And we flush those out through something called warrior chemistry, hard warrior chemistry or push warrior chemistry that we talked about last time, which is more really like something shifting your body in a major way through like exercise or something physical. Um, and now we're talking about soft, which is like more of a slow shift or a slow pour. Um, and it's soft or pull warrior chemistry. Absolutely. Um, there's this quote that I love that was said in, in church one day. Um, this young lady said, listen to understand, not to respond. Mm. And I, and I, I love that. And that's so important, not just in friendships, but I mean, especially in like relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, when, when you, you, what's that? Podcast. Podcast. Absolutely. man. Sometimes they're like, I want to say something that I have to know what I'm going to say, but I should just be listening. I know, you know? my, my mind starts to wander too. Cause I'm like, okay, I, I got to build off of this. Um, but, but when you, when you sit there and listen just to understand what that person's going through. And you don't, you're not, cause this, and especially us men, we really struggle with this when that special lady comes and talks to us and opens up and is vulnerable to us. And we go, all right, I know how to fix this. Here's what you need to do. That actually does so much more damage than good versus when they they ask for it. Sometimes they'll ask for help. Right. Yeah. But that's very plain because they'll say, okay, I need your help with this. Or they'll say, can you, can you help me understand this? But there's other times and, and any ladies out there listening, you can also preface these conversations by saying, look, I need to talk about some things. I don't need you to fix this. I just need to get this off my chest. And a good man will say, absolutely. I'm, I'm here to listen and support you. And as they listen, you know, they will validate what you've, what you've been through and they will, they'll acknowledge the, 
the, the process that you've been through and how hard you've worked and, and how well you've done. And then they'll reassure you that everything's going to be okay. And dude, we're going to do an episode actually in the future, just based off of that AVR, that acknowledgement, yeah. validation and reassurance, because that's such a huge and amazing topic. And I, I can't wait to do that. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm digressing, I'm bantering. So just listen to what people have to say, not with the intention to respond. Sometimes we, we got to, you know, read the room, man. <laughs> yeah. As I'm told all the time in the operating room, Cameron, read the room, bro. <laughs> As I have to do every time I'm DJing a wedding or event, you know, got to read the room, you know, there's the soft skills and that's why it's software chemistry, but yeah. Um, yeah. Warrior chemistry is all about connection. And, and I really love you know, how Men of Veroni teaches it, connection with others, connection with God, and then also connection with yourself. And, you know, if you're Christian, that's Jesus Christ's great commandment, you know, love others, love God, love yourself, you know, and that's, that's the ultimate uh, warrior chemistry, soft warrior chemistry right there. I, I love that you touched on connecting with God there. What are some ways that you would say <clears throat> are most helpful for you with connecting with God? Well, um, I don't know. Prayer is prayer is kind of how we speak to God for me. That that resonates. Prayer is how I speak to God, and then scripture study and living righteously is how He speaks to me. Like if I live righteously, usually I'm going about doing something, and when I'm doing something, when I'm acting in ways that are productive, maybe He'll give me an insight. Um, and that actually happened today. It was pretty cool. Um, about something in my mental health. Um, I was just doing my thing, organizing, doing things. And then something popped in my head about my mental health. And I was like, oh, wow, that makes sense. It was insight. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, prayer, scripture study, um, writing my journal, those things, that's, that's really a lot of the foundation right there for me. And that actually does work. But like I, my journal, when I write my journal, I write in a digital journal and I just write one thing I'm grateful for that day. And then if I want to write more, I do, if I, if I can't, I don't. Okay. Yeah. So with, and, and continuing on with your, with your subject of prayer, because I, I, I really appreciate that you brought that up. I want to deviate a little bit from the uh, initial plan here and go into something we, we like to talk about called uh, warrior mm. prayer. When, when we talk about prayer and most religions have this thing where you kind of fall into this pattern of how you pray that it becomes very monotonous um and you know you almost follow even like the same cadences uh first yeah. you go through what you're grateful for then you ask for what you need and then you end your prayer and then you you know either start eating your food or you collapse into bed and go to sleep and the, these warrior prayers are just so rejuvenating and honestly really exciting yeah. to finally discover how to do them correctly. Because when you do a warrior prayer, first of all, it takes at least five minutes to get into a warrior prayer. And I say that because by habit, you are going to go through the regular minutia that you've gone through in all your other prayers, and you're going to get those um, repetitive things out of the way. And that takes anywhere between two to five minutes to go through. Then what you got to do is from there, really start thinking about what's going on in your life. Really start thinking about where you're falling short, asking where specifically can changes be made in your life, asking heavenly father, who specifically can I show up for? 
and being being open you know it's that whole connection and being willing willing to receive that inspiration and then you know and really just diving deep into the emotional side of this connection with heavenly father and then from there taking it taking that time to really listen and be willing to accept the counsel and the inspiration that is given so this is and most people if they're like, well, I don't know if I've ever had that. And I, I like to ask people, have you ever been in crisis and prayed to heavenly father? And they're like, well, well, yeah. I'm like, you know, like the hardcore crying, it's not running down the face, just like weeping, like pleading with all your heart. And they're like, yeah, I'm like that is a warrior prayer in that prayer. Did you go through all your repetitive things that you do during all your other regular prayers? And like, no, I jumped straight into what was going on in my life. And, and I was like, and how powerful was your connection with, with God, with Christ. And they usually say, you know, those were some of the most powerful prayers of my life were when I was in crisis. And that's something that we can actually make a more regular part of our life is that powerful connection. And it doesn't mean that we have to be blubbering, sobbing, crying all over the place. but we can develop this skill and ability to have a deeper evaluation and understanding of what's going on in our life to have it. It's like the signal getting clear over your cell phone that when you're praying the same way, every time it's like you're in a tunnel and the reception is only coming one way or being sent one way. And then you finally get that LTE connection with, <laughs> with God. 5G. And, yeah, 5G. Yeah, the 5G, the 5G connection with God. Mm-hmm. to where you are just 10g we want 10g at least <laughs> right yeah exactly so yeah, definitely uh-huh. start thinking about if you've ever had that kind of a prayer and if you haven't um take the time and if you need to set a timer the first few times dude a five minute prayer feels like a really long time but after you've done it a once few times it, yeah, yeah. yeah once you've done it a few times it's actually it's a really cool thing and you start having these amazing conversations yeah, and in the Like Dragons, They Did Fight book, there's a lot of good examples of warrior prayers, or there is an example of warrior prayer. But like one thing I was like, how do you, because you don't always need to do that type of prayer, like that you're you're just super intense, but like right. how does a warrior prepare for battle, right? And how do they, how do they battle, right? First, they need to know their enemy. So, you know, pray to God about like, help me recognize Satan's attacks, help me understand what he is doing in my life and help me know how to thwart that and discern, you know, how to overcome that. So think about what a warrior does preparing for battle and when in battle and pray about things that spiritually are reflections of that uh, in our spiritual lives and in your, your actual life as well. Absolutely. Thank you for, for adding that. Um, the, the last little thing I want to touch on with connecting with God is uh, in inviting the spirit. This is the same thing with kind of being a sponge for other people. Um, we need to be willing to be sponges for the direction and counsel that comes from heavenly father. So there are different ways to do that. Um, and there's also a bazillion ways to cancel that as well, to really cut off that connection. But when you are engaging in uplifting material, listening to positive books, listening to motivational speeches, listening to, uh, talks from your church leaders, um, when Taking you are music. listening to good music, when you're connecting with people, all these things are going to basically turn you into 
an empty bowl waiting to be filled up. Um, and then, you know, there's the ways to get rid of that really, really easily. You know, when you start listening, watching something or listening to something or going against your daily goals, going against your values, uh, having conversations that are not appropriate and that go against your value system, all these things will immediately drop that connection. And it takes work to regain that trust uh, from the spirit, just like it would take work for anyone to regain the trust of you if they had betrayed you. Yeah. And one thing that I know that I need to, I want to do to invite the spirit more is take time to be still. Um, and I, I, I mentioned that. that as you were talking about it. And it's because like, I do so many activities. I do so many active things to invite the spirit that sometimes I just don't sit and be still. And God commands us to do that. And uh, the other guy I texted in a Moroni group and I texted him everything that was going on and what I was doing to counteract Satan's temptations. And he's like, one thing you're not doing is taking time to be still. And I was like, Oh, mm. that resonates so much. I've got to do that. Cause like, sometimes you're just going through the motions. You're doing all those things. Cause that's what you do. But like, you really have got to connect. Um, but the, the last thing on connecting with God is if you've made promises with him, or another word for that is covenants. If you made covenants with God, keep those because that's how we get his power. He has to give us, well, he doesn't have to. The, the laws God has set out mean if like allow us to get his power into our life if we keep the promises we've made with him and if we keep the things or he's asked us to do or his commandments in our lives, you have to. He has to give you the spirit in more abundance and he has to give you power to, to be more like him. Um, yeah. So as the scripture says, for I, the Lord am bound when you do what I say, but when you do not what I say, you have no promise. Yeah. And it also says there is a law irrevocably decreed in heaven upon which all blessings are predicated. And then I forget what it says. Um, Isn't that upon your obedience? Yeah. He who's obedient or, you know, something like that gets his blessings. Like, so like, yeah, it's just, God Boom. works in two scriptures right man. there. Look at us dropping scripture bombs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But God works in predictable ways. Not really, actually. Never mind. That's that's a lie. <laughs> um, but he always works. <laughs> you know, it's like we don't know when, we don't know how, but he always fulfills his promises. He's he's a man of his word, is what is what you're kind of saying. When you say he works in predictable ways, you're saying he's guaranteed gonna keep his word. Because he yeah. is God. Yeah, but we don't know how. Right. Okay. Uh, so let, let's talk about the last one. And one that I think most people, I would say, struggle with the most. Connecting with other people. Uh, I mean, for the majority of people, you can sit down with a close friend and you can connect with them. However, being able to sit down with yourself and connect with yourself is a whole new type of challenge. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I, I, I did. <laughs> and that's the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was looking, I was looking at the, you know, our notes and I was like, yeah, I need this hardcore in my life right now. <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah, I mean, I do connect with myself often, but like, sometimes, like I said earlier, I'm just doing, 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 and not taking time just to be. Um, and like, a few things that we can do that really resonate with me, like as far as connecting with myself is, well, first off, disconnecting from social media, electronics. Yes. You know, that, that noise of the world, like that thing, it's so addicting. It's like it, the, the common mechanism of all addiction is dopamine, right? 
and and we we want more dopamine and because we're feeling pain or be, or for a number of different reasons but that isn't, social isn't it build- crazy how every time that little notification bubble pops up on your facebook you actually get a hit of dopamine I know, right? It's it's nuts. Like what we've been conditioned to on social media that, oh, someone liked something of mine. Oh, someone commented. And half the time, it's just this group that you're a part of posted something and it's a yeah. huge letdown. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they want to give you more because they know that gets you to, if you ever want to watch a very interesting documentary, watch The Social Dilemma. It's very good. It's very eye-opening. You may not want to use social media. You may have the willpower for like one to three days to not use social media after that and then your your, your cravings will come back oh man yeah but, it's, it's crazy but uh but it's just it's like i was gonna say with notifications just a side note on that you you think about how we we unsubscribe to like email lists yeah i think it's a similar thing with notifications go through your notifications and turn off the ones you don't want or turn turn down the ones you you do want but like get less and so like really filter through those. So then you don't have as many interruptions or there's a lot of things to like put your phone on do not disturb or on work mode or, or a lot of different ways. So you can focus when you need to focus, right? Because the world's always going to come at you if you let it. I love that, man. Unsubscribe from the notifications of the world and hit that, hit that like and subscribe button on God, man. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, subscribe I think that is, God's that is a really channel. cool thought. Like, um, yeah. So uh, in case you guys didn't know, I just subscribed to God and uh, I'm getting tons of notifications and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I think that's awesome. By the way, you can go in and uh, like and subscribe to this show, too, if we're hitting a good uh, tune with you right now. Yeah, yeah. And five star reviews are always good. Heck yeah. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. All right. So, yeah. So you mentioned the, the whole being still thing. I, I know a lot of guys will connect with this especially those that work in noisy workplaces. Have you ever noticed how when you get into your car after being around constant noise and mm-hmm. you shut the door, yes. almost how physical that silence is? Like, it's actually like pressing, like, like a weighted blanket being pressed down on you. Like your ears will almost ring a little bit because they just, it's been so much stimulation and noise. Yeah. And so I really love that you pointed out the whole being still concept. And it's okay to take those moments of quietness to just close your eyes, take a few breaths and allow yourself to just connect with yourself, evaluate what your body's going through, what your mind's going through. Working in the operating room, it is nonstop noise of drilling, of suction, of heart rate monitors, of x-rays, of talking, of music going on in the background. Of, mm. I mean, it, it, it does yeah. not stop. There are not quiet times of my day when I'm at work. And so every time, and, and I've had to kind of train myself to do this, every time I get in my car, I take at least two minutes and I <clears> just <throat> breathe and I meditate. And I allow my body to evaluate what's going on with myself. That's usually when I discover like, oh, I should get home and stretch because my back is sore from how I was sitting today. Yeah. Or, oh, I, or I need to, I need to actually reach out to this person and I'm going to call them on my way home because I've taken the time to be silent enough for the spirit to finally whisper, Hey, this friend needs you. They, they just need to know that you were thinking of them. And I will either Marco Polo them, text them, call them or something on my way home. And or it may not be as clear. It may just be like, this person's comes to your mind, right? Yeah. And, and, and it's like, hmm, maybe I should text them. 
and you don't rec- recognize that that little prompting maybe was from God, you know, yeah. but just do it anyways, you know, yeah. if it's not bad. What, what harms comes from reaching out to a friend and saying, hey, you were on my mind. I just want to know how you're doing. I want to tell you that you're awesome. Like, no, no friend is going to be like, will you leave me alone, please? <laughs> yeah. But if you reach out to like a hundred friends, just like I've done that, not that well. I've reached out to a lot of people before and it was too much. And then I got overwhelmed, you know? <laughs> so it's like, keep it in just, balance. You had 50 text messages back. You're like, I can't keep up with this. What did I do? What did I get myself into? <laughs> no, what have I done? The, the dam has broken. <laughs> I'm flooding. <laughs> too many oh, friends. Man. <laughs> no. The, uh, the the last little thing I want to talk about is uh, we've talked about core values and if you haven't done and we also we have not done an episode on core values that's definitely one that's going to come up do we have so many good things coming just so you know I've, I've set up a few other guest speakers and dude I am stoked yeah um, when it comes to this last little section look up a list of values on 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 Google or something just just type in core list of core values. It's that simple. And then either print it out or screenshot it and go into the whole edit thing. And then just start going through and everyone that is of value to you highlight, and then make another list of what you've highlighted and then go through that list. And of that list, select your top 10 or 20, and then take, take that out and take that to another list. And then from that list, select your top five. And if you can get your top five or 10 values, that is a lot of ground to work with. And it's, a, it's actually a lot to keep track of and monitor and stay in touch with. Because when you connect with those values and you start to realize, okay, this is something that's really important to me. Quality time with my family is one of my top values. Yeah. I was, I was at work just yesterday and they said the case was canceled. And so I was gone within minutes because I knew I was coming back the next day. So I just left my cart, got in my car and started driving home. And the surgeon texted me and said, I changed my mind. We're doing the case now. So I had to whip around and go back to work. And they were just like, dude, we, we paged you over the PA of the hospital literally two minutes after you left the room. Where'd you go? Like, you just took off. And I was like, yeah, my family's at the park and my kids are at the skate park having fun with their lives. And I don't want to miss that stuff. I love spending time with my family. I know a lot of people are like, Oh, as soon as I get to be with my family, it can be a burden. And I get that. I've, I felt that as well, but it is so important for me to watch my kids as they experience life that yes, I will literally speed walk like an old lady out of the hospital to get in my car and rush home as soon as possible to watch my children experience life. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I would, I would add, like, we're saying on this podcast, we're saying a lot of things like do this and do this and do this and do this. That's like, if you feel prompted to do this, then, then maybe these are some things you want to try. Like you don't overwhelm yourself and try to do everything. Pick out like maybe one thing in a podcast or one thing in the last three podcasts and decide that's something I want to work on. Um, Or just listen to this you know, because you, you like to listen to us because we're fun. I don't know, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, so just, you don't need to do everything that we're saying. Dude, you know? I love that. Dude, dropping mics over there. That's, that's amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. Picking, picking just one thing of value out of the episode. Yeah. Th- this definitely isn't like it. you have to do all this stuff in order to succeed. This is all just, we're just dropping things that have worked for us 
and showing you the process that has allowed us to learn and grow and achieve success through these things in the hopes that maybe one of those things will resonate with you. And you're like, like Chase just said, you know what? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I'm going to try that. And if it doesn't work for you, Hey, that's all right. Keep working. Yeah. yeah I remember on, on my mission, I served a mission for, uh, you know, the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints and my mission president in, in, he would do like interviews every, I think six weeks or something. And I would, I was in the interview with him one time and I was just taking like notes like crazy and he's like chase stop these words are from the lord like he he need to have balance and don't he didn't say it exactly like that in a, in a more you know kind way but like <laughs> he's like only take notes on things that like the spirit tells you to like only like you only need to take a note of a few things like it's just like sometimes for me i overwhelm myself on not the side of I, mean, I think Satan, he wants us on either side of the straight and narrow path, either the side where we're apathetic, not really doing anything, right? We're just in addiction or the side where we're doing too much and we're, you know, not doing things that we're running faster than we have strength and we're trying to do way too much. And then we burn out, right? And turn to addictive behaviors because of that. So it's like both sides of the spectrum are possible. Um, another, a, a few other things, um, I think we've got a few other points real quick to talk about um, how to connect with yourself. Um, if you're okay, can I share one or two other things, Cameron? I would love nothing more. Okay. Um, <laughs> one, one is like in the church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, we receive something called patriarchal blessings, um, which is like basically personal scripture for you. And I remember on my, on my mission, I had a mission companion who he was very depressed, going through depression. And the thing that I learned most from him is he would read his patriarchal blessing all the time. And from that, I learned to read my patriarchal blessing weekly, which I, I don't now, but I go back to it when I need to have that habit. And that helps to reconnect me with who I really am. And that relates to another thing is like how we identify ourselves. I remember in my MBA, we, we had a little person that came and spoke and he was like, you, is your identity connected to your job? and other things in your life or is it connected to your relationship with god and your your stewardship of, with your family and others like just be careful of how we define ourselves and i know i i fall into that like my confidence in life is often connected to how well i'm doing in life uh, when it that's variable it should be connected to what is my connection with god like um, and who am i in my core um, you know his child love that yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of value to be able to sit down by yourself sometimes and just, you know, say, hey, self, how you doing? And allow allow your your other self of self. I, I'm like getting into the inception of oneself here, but allowing that self to just say, you know, actually, I'm not doing great or say, you know, I'm actually doing really good and say, why is that? And then allow the conversation with yourself to naturally take place. You know, maybe, maybe don't do this in the middle of Walmart where you look like a crazy person, but you know, sit, sitting down in a quiet place, your car, your, your house, and just let that, let that dialogue take place on a regular basis. I mean, that, that's why people journal. That's why, um, 
Well, it's a it's a style of therapy actually called yeah. internal internal family systems. Ooh, do go on. You you well, you have parts, different parts of yourself. You have a part that like is a you know a part that's maybe the addicted part or the part that is gets angry, you know, or a part that it protects you. And these parts are all trying to protect other parts that are hurt. Um, and I actually did that style of therapy for a while and it, it was, it was pretty good for some people. It resonates a lot more than others, but like you, your true self, you try to let the true self drive the bus of your life. And by talking to these other parts that are protecting parts of you that are hurt, um, and helping them to calm down and trust the true self. Um, it, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, um, yeah. Another thing, I don't, well, no, this is a separate point, but I'll do it quickly because I think it's very powerful. One is like, make a list of like your strengths and your talents and your gifts, and then also discover how you can use those. And if you can connect it with passion projects, have, have you talked about passion projects in the pod? Yeah, no, we, we have that planned as one of the episodes this season is passion projects. So yeah. definitely going to hit that. But the base of it is like, understand your gifts and talents and commune with God and to figure out how you can use those in the world to benefit others. That's, that's the, really the core of it. Yeah. And, and just on that note for, to give people an idea, this podcast actually was my passion project for the recovery group. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, uh, finding a passion project that really inspires you to make a difference, I, I think is, has a lot of value to it. The, the last thing that I was just going to touch on was uh, just giving, giving that little uh, assignment at the end of each episode. You know, we, we challenge you to kind of do something to, to look internally. This isn't, this isn't homework you got to turn in unless you want to reach out to us at recoveryu2 at gmail.com. We'd, we'd love to hear how this goes for you. But, um, you know, just go, go through each of these things and find what works for you. Make, and so we talked about making connection with three different people. Uh, with others, connection with God, and connection with yourself. And, you know, we, we'd love to hear, or we'd love for you to just kind of write down or figure out, okay, what works for me best to connect with others? And mm -hmm. what is my strength in that? And where do I find value in that? What works for me best to connect with God? What is my, what is my most powerful way of doing that? And where do I find value in that? And then what works best for me to connect with myself? Where, where's my strength in how I connect with myself? Is it meditation? Is it exercise? Um, is it journaling? Whatever that might be. And, you know, where do you find value in that? So just taking note of, of each of those three things and recognizing just how well that works for you to kind of start finding peace in your life. And that's what I think I've realized the most about the soft warrior chemistry is what it, what it essentially does is gives you a sense of peace because there's power in peace. Yeah. There, there, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if there is a more powerful place to be than completely at peace with where you're at in life, because in that state, you feel like you can accomplish anything. Yeah. And the last thing that I want to say is that it's it, here, you know, spring is coming on. We've had a lot of time where we've been, had to be indoors or it's just been cold. Getting outdoors, that helps you connect with God, helps you connect with yourself, provides opportunities to connect with others in meaningful ways. Like 
get outdoors when you can, you know, and, and, and disconnect from technology and connect with the real world, you know? Heck yeah, dude. Amen to that. Love that. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of recovering you. Uh, we've had an amazing discussion about software chemistry. We hope that you are able to go forward from this feeling rejuvenated, feeling peaceful and having hope in your ability to change and become a better version of you every single day. We will talk to you next week on recovering you. Thanks guys.